0: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, July 13th. We are here live. It's uh, kind of a free-for-all, except we've got a special guest joining me today. We're going to get to that in just a second. We're also going to open up the phone lines. If you happen to have calls about tires and alignments and those kind of things, it is Thursday. You might want to get in now. 855 9503835 is the number. I've also got a rant this morning, but I'm going to tie my rant into my guest as well. So we might as well just bring him in right now. Joining me today is Chad Hone, the founder and owner of Alignment Solutions. Chad, welcome.
1: Good morning, Kevin.
0: Hey, it's uh it's been a while. Where the hell have you been hiding? I just got thinking. I think the last time I talked to you was over a year ago on the way back from my trip to the East Coast and we spent a couple hours on the phone late at night. Does That sound about right?
1: Yeah, I did a good yes, it is. I did a good yeah. job of keeping you up and making sure that your yeah. eyelids didn't fall short. You,
0: you helped me get across Kansas, if I remember right. Well, maybe. It, it maybe it was Nebraska. Year. I don't know. It was, it was one of those damn flat states was, in the middle of the country, but I forget which one. I must have been coming back 80 because then I jumped up to 90. And yeah, so it must have been Nebraska.
1: You were you were on a boring stretch of road. So that, that's probably the longest you and I've ever spoke on the phone. But we got a lot accomplished.
0: We did. We did. So it's uh, and, and then a year goes by and we haven't talked at all. So here you are. Great to have you.
1: Well, I I get people that ask me all the time, you know, how often you and I talk, and I'm like, um, when yeah. we need to. <laughs> really, when 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 we really have something that we need to talk about, we talk. But it's it, you know, people think that um, all of us people in the Let's Truck organization like we have to talk to one another all the time. We're like, no, we we know where we stand with every with everyone, and. When we need to reach out to somebody about a topic, we talk about it. When we don't, we don't.
0: And, and, you know, honestly, I don't talk to the the team and our partners all that much. For one, there's a lot of them. If I spent much time on the phone, with them, I'd be on the phone with them all the time. Um, the other thing is everybody I know is too busy to be on the phone anyway. Everybody I know is just busy doing their job. Correct.
1: That is 100% correct. I uh, you know Bruce is busy. We're- go ahead. No, you're fine. We're, we're, you're, you're not wrong. We're, we all have a lot going on and you know, it, it, it takes something that's like of large importance. If we'd really need to take time to sit and talk on the phone and we're not being productive in our actual business.
0: Yeah. Most of the people I know, if they're on the phone, it's with an owner operator or a driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's their phone. that's
1: where I spend the most amount of my time on the phone.
0: Yeah. And the interesting thing is most of the people I deal with own the company Um, and even Bruce, who's owned the company for 40 some years and it's still a big company or it is a big company. Now, Bruce spends more time on the phone with owner operators than any other human being I know. Still to this day. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, yes, it's, and it's not just during work hours. I've, I've traveled with Bruce. We've been on vacations together. We go to events together. It is all day long. If Bruce is awake, he's answering his phone. I don't care where he is or what's going on. He's answering his phone and he's talking to owner operators. Kind of makes me a little crazy. I'm like, Hey, Bruce, you know, you and I haven't it's- seen each other a while. I'm over here.
1: I can, uh, I can recall several times when my wife and I are taking some time off, you know, getting away and she's just sitting in the passenger seat looking at me like, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I know I need to continue to answer the phone. I'm just covering miles right now. And then when we get into actually doing what we're doing, I might, you know, turn the right. ringer off for a little yeah. bit and then, you know, we, we get a free moment and there I am back on the phone again and it's. Sunday afternoon at home, which is our family day. I'm never open on Sunday. She'll catch me out in the garage. helping somebody (laughs) with a problem on the phone. And she's like, do you ever stop? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, when I I sleep. Yeah, I'm going to tie this into my rant. I do a rant every year. um, And it's time because I already saw an advertisement for this, and it doesn't happen till September. So every year, as soon as I see the first promo or advertisement for this event, I do my annual rant, and then we can move on. Um, today, though, I'm going to, since you happened to land on the same day I was going to do the rant, I'm going to tie this all in. So my rant, Go for it. My rant is about the bur- bullshit virtue signaling from the trucking industry called Truck Driver Appreciation Week this makes me insane. This is just, okay. you know, the, th- the trend now is making up all these new words and phrases, and I can't even keep up with them anymore. I actually have to go look things up. Like with all the reading I do, I come across these words and phrases. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I've never heard that before. That makes me a little crazy, but I actually mm-hmm. like this one, that virtue signaling. That's a, one of the new phrases, but that's really all this Truck Driver Appreciation Week is. I can tell you exactly how this happened. This was a bunch of executives from big fleets. This is an ATA program. The bunch of executives sitting around going, man, we have 110% turnover in this industry. This sucks. What are we going to do? Well, if we talk to the drivers, they want paid more. Well, we can't pay them more. So what else can we do? Well, somewhere in their surveys, they talk about, you know, respect and, oh, yeah, let's do something along those lines. Let's do a truck driver appreciation week and show them how much we respect them. <sighs> Unbelievable. For most of the fleets, it's a barbecue in the parking lot that 98% of their drivers never make it back to. So it's really for the office staff and a couple of drivers who happen to be hanging around. The, tr- the truck stops give, you know, a free hot dog and a cup of coffee or something. I don't know. And then we do a bunch of ads telling drivers how important they are. It, there's so many problems with I this. I can... Con- Go ahead.
1: I can confirm exactly what you're talking about. It's the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen. And I've been in the trucking industry since 1993. I've been around for a minute. Yeah. And uh, for the last 13 years, I've been the service provider for the Kansas City Terminal of a relatively large company. You may have heard of them called Night Transportation.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of big.
1: Yeah, Night Swift. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of big. N- they n- now it, now, it's, uh,
0: now it's officially... Night Swift U.S. Express eight hundred million dollars. They bought another big trucking company,
1: bigger than that. They old they they bought Cold Trans years ago, yeah. Reefer fleet, and they they right before they purchased U.S. Express, they purchased Midnight Express. <laughs> I've yeah, worked, I've worked on the trucks.
0: They're kind of they're, big. They're in, they're in the
2: lot.
1: They they are kind of big. So I'm around every year when they do their you know they have their banners up and. Kissing their driver's ass for one week and they have a barbecue. You want to know who's standing around eating the hamburgers and hot dogs and the free chips? <laughs> it's not drivers.
0: They're not there. They're out in the road. One or working. Two
1: drivers. It's the dispatchers, the office managers, the fleet manager, the, the mechanics. the The drivers, by and large, you know, there's a couple hundred. 300 trucks based out of this terminal in Kansas city. They're
0: not there. No, of course not.
1: They're out. They're out. They're not, they're out trucking.
0: Like I said, there's so many things wrong with this. One, we're kind of complaining that they don't really do much, even though they call it a driver appreciation week. That's not the biggest problem for me. I don't really do this rant so that they do better. I just want this to go away. This, this just shouldn't even exist. And here's the biggest problem I have with it. I do not, I'm going to be very, very clear about this. I do not appreciate all drivers. Not even close. Why would we do this? Nope. Why would we say, just because you're a truck driver, we're giving you a week and a free hot dog or whatever the hell they're doing. Why? If you if you tell me you appreciate every driver, what it really tells me is you appreciate none of them. That's what it I tells me. I can promise
1: me. you that. Over the years, I've had mechanics that have worked under my supervision that I definitely don't appreciate because they don't deserve it. Exactly. They're not not worthy of it, it.
0: Just because you took some job and you show up most of the time doesn't mean you deserve appreciation, respect, anything. Now, let's talk about the drivers who do deserve it. Are they special? Hell no. Are they the most important part of the economy? Hell no. Nobody is. We we all have a job to do. We all show up every day. We should do our job to the best of our ability. And if you want to appreciate somebody, then do it as an individual, not as a huge group with all the dirt bags thrown in there that I absolutely don't appreciate. So, if you're really it's serious no, about this, it's no
1: different than,
0: pick well, the, the top 10% of drivers around you and do something really nice for them if you want. Or, or how about this? How about if the rest of us, there's a whole bunch of us that work in the trucking industry and don't drive. The whole point of the trucking yep. industry is to move freight, right? Isn't that kind of the whole point? Yep. Who moves the freight? That is. The drivers move the freight. All of us. So the rest of us are here to uh-huh. support them. That, that's how it works. That's our job. What, if, what yep. if we just really show up every day and do our job well and serve them well? Wouldn't that be better? And what if we did it every week of the year, not just once? What if we just show up and do our job well? Wouldn't that be a better reward?
1: That's part of our business model in Kansas City and has been since day one. Oh.
0: Always and has been.
1: You know what? They appreciate, they appreciate it. I, I absolutely has been. from day one we will not will not waver from it.
0: And and that's what you know kind of spurred me to combine this rant with you on the air because one of the things that when did you and I first meet? I don't even remember. Twenty twelve. Was it twenty twelve? Twenty
1: eleven actually what? we first met at we met at actually I met you first at a CMC, my first one, in 2011. Okay. And I started fixing a few trucks in your parking lot, and you had no idea who I was. and Right. Before your CMC was over, the attendees were calling into your show. You were still doing the show live. During the CMC, you started getting phone calls, continued for the next 12 months, and then 2012, I was actually a service provider for the first time at one of your CMCs all the way up to the last one in 2018.
0: So Sounds right.
1: Uh, We've been bouncing so, around parking lots and fixing trucks together for a long time.
0: So one of the first things I remember, I got calls, people raving about mm-hmm. your service, the work done right, and, and I pay attention to that. So, yeah, I started watching and paying yep. attention. And then when I talked to you, the first thing that jumped out, you are basically a one-man show, right? For the most yes, part, I, and, I'm and a you one man were show then, thing. right?
1: Yeah. And I have to have a supporting cast behind me right? as well. Right. but um, I, I tell the guys at T&E all the time, I can't do what I do without you, but I'm the first person of contact with that customer yeah. as to this is how you're supposed to get treated and this is how we do things around here. And they see that continuity consistency, whether from me to when they get handed off to the repair side and then back to me, there's no deviation in that.
0: It, correct. And, The first thing that really surprised me when you're, you know, one guy trying to build a business like that, you you want and need revenue coming in the door. So you want to be turning wrenches as much time as you can be turning wrenches because that's what pays the bills. And for many startups like that, customer service kind of takes the wayside many times. And I've even seen people that can succeed at that. They're so good at the work, and you are, that people will say, look, I get it. It's it's one guy. He did a hell of a job. If I didn't get a call about this, not that big of a deal. But I was shocked that you had the opposite approach from day one. I know there are times you didn't schedule one more job that you could have because you were on the phone following up on the jobs you already worked on and I that exactly that was what impressed me the most I thought if if this guy is this conscientious about his customers right now in the beginning when he he could be turning more wrenches and making more money he's got a long-term approach to this and that's what we look for
1: you have to have a long-term approach and um this might surprise you it might not but I was making those phone calls and actually did not turn down any work it was just Making sure on your drive time or waiting for a truck to get repaired, you know, make that phone call. Today, 13 years later, do I make as many of those phone calls? No. Um, I don't. Um, do we, you know, maybe a text message? You know, unique trucks that were kind of had a unique problem. Um, they'd, they'd been through the ringer on some stuff. Yeah, you still need to... You still need to make
0: that phone call. Um, You know, one of the differences after 13 years, a lot of your business is is customers you've known forever. And just like you said, our team and our partners, we don't talk all that often. We're all too busy working. It's kind of the same thing now. You know, you've got long term customers. You don't need to kind of hold their hand as much as you used to.
1: No, you don't. And. When you, when the large majority of your customers that come in the doors, when they called you for an appointment, the first thing they say is, "I was referred to you by so and so, or I heard about you on Kevin's show, or I heard about you through Mike Beckett." Uh, you know that they were; those people are, are still satisfied with the service and the work that you're doing, and you get the feedback immediately in the shop. Because one thing we do here in Kansas City that you won't find in 99 percent of the shops in the country is. You're welcome in the shop with us as long as you don't blow in my ear or reach in my hand. <laughs> so give me, give, me, give me a little bit of room, but I want to take the time. The guys at T&E take the time. We want to show you what's mechanically wrong with your truck and what we're doing and kind of give you an explanation. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a guy look at me when I'm inspecting his truck or any, any operator say, I've learned more from you in five to ten minutes than I've learned in the last ten years of driving a truck. Thank
2: you for taking yeah. the time.
0: You know, along that idea, and you brought up Mike Beckett, and I want to go back and talk about kind of your history and how you got started. So remind me um, if I get off track, Um, I I still I repeat this all the time. I I learned this from Mike. Uh, I met Mike the first time on a big Volvo tour, Volvo. It was when they were first bringing out auto shifts. So, this would have been late 90s, early, probably early 2000s sometime. And Volvo built these. Yeah, Volvo built these four really beautiful trucks and some custom trailers for this tour. They built this classroom trailer that was just beautiful. Uh, Really, really nice um, high end truck seats were the classroom seats inside this trailer. Like, you know, beautiful leather, armrest kind of stuff, driver's seats, really cool stuff. And the idea was, oh, which truck stop chain was it? I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the truck stop chains, and we were doing like 30 events around the country. It was a tour. They all started and drove from truck stop to truck stop around the country. And I can still remember... They called me and said, Hey, we're, we're doing this tour. And Volvo, I was pretty heavily involved with Volvo back then, the response for my seminars. They said, We're doing this tour and we're going to be at all these truck stops. Here are the dates. Um, you know, let's talk about this. And I'm like, Hey, hold on. It looks like this is all planned out already. And they said, Oh, yeah, it is. These dates are set. And I said, I can't do this. Like, what do you mean you can't do this? I said, I have a business to run. I can't go out on the road for two right. months. I, I, I said, there's just no way I, <laughs> I can't do it. I, I was still heavily involved in running the business. I said, I, I just can't do it. There's no right. way. And they said, well, well, they're already planned. What are we going to do? And I said, I, I don't know. Maybe you should have asked me sooner. So what we were able to work out was I picked some day more than half and I said, I can do these, but I'm going to have to fly in and out. And you're going to have to pay for it, my travel and time. And they mm-hmm. said, no problem. You know, do as many as you can fit into your schedule. And I got most of them. Uh, the whole thing kind of fell apart pretty quickly. The very first event we had was somewhere in the South. I don't know, South Carolina. Um, it was a heat wave. It was like 104 degrees and 99% humidity. And the air conditioner went out in the classroom trailer. Before we even got started. Yeah. So then we had to go in and kind of take over the rest. Oh, it was, um, uh, we took over the iron skillet restaurant. So it was Petro. That was the, uh, the truck stop chain. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I ended up flying in and out of these, but that was when I met Mike. Mike was part of the tour as well. He was, he would set up and do demonstrations of alignments and explain and all the things he would do. And I would, you know, do the business stuff. So I, that's when I met him the first time and I'm watching him do this alignment. I'm just blown away because to me back then, alignments were kind of like black magic. Like, I don't know what the hell you're doing under there, but as long as it works, I don't care. And then Mike made it so right. simple. You know, it was just, I looked at it. I thought, oh, that's just easy. Now I get it. And I remember asking him, I after you know spending a day with him and, and just one day, but it was a long day, I said, Mike... I kind of feel like I know more than most of the people who I've been paying to align my trucks. And he said, yeah, technically you probably do." And I said, "But that doesn't make sense." I said, "Some of these one day I know." And I said, "Some of these guys have been doing this for twenty years." I talked to him. I said, "I don't get it. What's with that?" And I still I love this statement. He said, "Kevin," he said, "Some people have twenty years experience, but not many." And I said, no, a lot of the. And he said, no, you're. Listen, he said, some people truly have 20 years' experience. Most people have one year of experience 20 times. They stop learning after the first year. Correct. And I, as soon as he said that, I thought, yep. wow, that is brilliant. That should be on a t shirt or something. And it, it, applies almost everywhere and then it made sense you it know it does apply everywhere it, it, and then here was the other problem much of what a lot of these guys learn in the first year is just wrong anyway how much sloppy work exactly do we see exactly what i
1: was just getting so i get guys that come in the shop all the time frustrated of well how come they didn't find that how come they didn't know that i'm like well i used to get just <laughs> as frustrated as and, and as mad at you looking at hack work And then I came to the conclusion, you know, after years and now I'm a senior tech and it's my responsibility to make sure when I see a young guy and I see him doing something the wrong way to go over, get involved and say, hey, do you mind if I give you some advice and some pointers? All of our technicians, a lot of our technicians that are being brought up, they shouldn't really be using that word because they're apprentices at best. They don't know what they don't know because the older guys won't teach them. And unfortunately, some of the older guys have one year of experience and they've done it 20 times over because they don't know what they don't know. They were never given a great foundation. Fortunately, as a young man at 21 years old, the first guy I worked for gave me a great foundation because he grew up in a family owned fleet and he allowed a guy like Michael Beckett in the door to help me along even further at an extremely young age and it grew from there. There's not enough of that going on.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you see it in every area of everything, not just trucking. It's just it's if there's a pandemic in this country, it's a pandemic of piss poor work.
1: It is. And it's a and it's not everybody wants to point at the employees. Bullshit.
0: It's the system. It
1: starts at the top.
0: Yeah, it's the system. It's the system.
1: I have worked in system after system after system where I've watched somebody, they're going to bring in somebody that has little to no experience, maybe allow them to work with somebody for two weeks to 30 days, and by the time they get to their 90-day probation, management and ownership is so ticked off at them because they don't know what they're doing, and they're walking in circles, and it's like, you never gave them the foundation of anything other than quicksand.
0: And we have another problem, too. You gave too. them the Yeah. We can go even further back, though, and we have another problem. Our our school system Mm -hmm. is a huge problem. Our our government indoctrination system is more like it. The problem is we no longer teach people (laughs) how to learn. We teach them how to memorize things and pass certain tests. And then then we really, we really screw them up because everybody gets a trophy and everybody gets to participate and everybody's the same. And, and those are the people that we now have to deal with as employees. And all the training in the world isn't going to help because you can't change their mindset.
1: Correct. We, we, here, we try to find the right person. I don't yes. care what your experience level is in our field that doesn't matter. I'm looking, we're, Chris and I are looking at your character, your work ethic, your attitude, you know, what kind of person are you before we invest a lot of time in you? When we see those qualities that we need, it's, we go in head first all the way. Absolutely. If you don't have it, we're not spending a lot of time with you because you're just not the right person. Um, there's not enough. And this ties into where you started your rant, the participation trophy. And I watched it with my kids in sports and a lot of kids growing up. When my youngest son got his first participation trophy and he was brought up with his two much older brothers playing competitive baseball and he knew the team that he was on sucked and they didn't win any games. <laughs> Fortunately, my wife and I set the right foundation where, he did not place any value on that trophy when he got his. Par- he knew. He goes, Dad, this is just a participation trophy. <laughs> That's what Driver Appreciation It is. is. Freaking, frick- it's, yep. it's a participation trophy. That's Let's it. Just hand everybody a damn trophy, even though they didn't do anything, and it's it's it, pathetic. It's a can't stand
0: it. It's offensive to the people who do their job well. That's what it is.
1: You're you're right. It pisses us off.
0: Yeah, and, and for the most it's, part, we, we
1: people, don't. We don't
0: know, it, Even though we do this rant and, you know, I may get some callers to join in and agree with us. But for the most part, we'll rant a little bit. You know, we do it every year and then we just go back to doing our job and everything's just fine. Mm hmm. Mm So yeah, it, it, yeah, it gets shuffled to the side because we're all so busy. Exactly. So, so the people you should be appreciating, you're actually just pissing them off with this stuff, or they're just ignoring you anyway. I, the whole thing to me, and and here's the crazy thing. Let me go back and find it. Well, I'm not going to go look for it. It was it's sometime in September, and I'm already seeing ads for it. Come on. It, Doesn't the ATA and and the big fleets have something better to do than promote this for months?
1: What's going on currently? What are we working on currently? Uh, It's July. Yeah. What are we we doing right now? What are we accomplishing right now? Yeah. Well, we're talking about September. I'm not even thinking about what we're doing in September. What are we doing today? What's going on this week?
0: Yeah, exactly. So... so let, let's let go back. Let's go uh, back in your history. 21 yes. uh, you started and you mentioned Mike Beckett. So tell us about how you got going.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I took my first job as a heavy truck mechanic. My neighbor knew that I grew up in a family that turned wrenches and he needed somebody in his shop and said, Hey, why don't you come down and work for me part-time? Don't quit your full-time job. Let's, let's see if this is for you. Well, I instantly fell in love with working on semi-trucks. I was a car mechanic. Went to school for it when I was in high school. We had a great Votech program where I went to school, great trade school. And um, I was working for him at the time. It was a one-bay shop. We had tire wear problems and to the point where Bill had just given up on using the local alignment shops. He's like, it's a waste of my money. It's going to buy tires. How many times have you heard that? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Well, one one day... One day, Mike Beckett walks in the door and Mike and Bill sit in the office upstairs and they talk for 30 minutes to an hour. And you know, Mike, he's good at explaining what he does and helping you understand it. The next thing I know in my one-bay shop that I'm responsible for taking care of the fleet, there's a guy unloading his tools, Mike. We're going to align some trucks. Well, I grew up with Bill as my neighbor since I was a little kid. So he, he's known me. And so I had a choice. To go out in the rock, out in the parking lot and kick rocks around or go in and, and learn something from Mike and help and offer a hand. Had I chosen to kick rocks, Bill would have kicked my butt. So I had the opportunity at a very young age to work hand in hand with Mike Beckett. And he realized that I was understanding what he was talking about because I had some uh, automotive alignment experience from my tech school background. And he said, well, let's just relate it to trucks. And Mike's statement to me years a year or so you know later down the road as we got to working together he's like you know you took to this like a fish to water you just really understand it and you enjoy it yeah i love it i knew at a young age that i absolutely loved doing truck alignment and it's because the way mike beckett taught me how to do it the right way it's it's something that i fell in love with yeah Yeah, the the right right way. way yeah um And how many times have you heard Mike say, this isn't rocket science. It doesn't have to be that hard.
0: (laughs) What shocked me, honestly, was how simple this really is once it's explained to you properly. And yet, as simple as it is, we still have all this misunderstanding all through the industry about it.
1: I had one yesterday. Gentleman dropped his truck off at the local TA where he lives up in Wisconsin. The alignment was supposed to be $225. That's their that's their bait and switch to get you in the door. Oh, it, it it costs less. Right. Okay. Does it? So, immediately, he realizes that the truck's not driving correctly. He calls me and he says, hey, I'm going to be in Kansas City. Great. I can get you in. Kingpins were shot. Rear suspension was shot. Nothing about the alignment could have possibly been correct. And the end bill for him, because they charge you for every adjustment they make in each individual shim, he ended up spending $500 to get nothing. (laughs) They took $500 of his money, and he ended up in my shop anyways. Uh. And he's like, well, they have this biggest, latest, greatest, the newest state-of-the-art equipment, and they were hyping it up. I'm like, so the guy that runs that machine is told to hook it up, turn it on, and do what the machine tells him to do. He obviously has no idea what kind of foundation the truck is supposed to have before he can even attempt to do an accurate quality alignment. Let alone he doesn't know how to argue with the machine that he's using based on <laughs> tire wear. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had the I've I've been standing in in a a close friend of mine's shop and they were fighting an alignment on a hunter machine and they're like, We can't get this truck to quit pulling right, Chad and I look at the screen and I'm like, Well you don't know how to argue with the computer. The computer's telling you to do this, but that's wrong. Because I understand how the geometry of the drive axle on a truck is supposed to work to get it to drive straight. They're like, well, your adjustment puts that axle in the red. Okay. Have you ever seen a printout make a truck drive straight? Like, no. Here's your green numbers making the truck pull to the right. Well, yes. Then put it in the red and go drive the truck and come back and tell me what you got. This was probably the fourth time this truck had been in on their hunter. They listened to me. They went ahead and put it in the red and said, hey, what we're doing is not working. They made the, the correction that I asked them to make. and they came back and they said, you son of a gun. How did you do that? Well, at a young age, I was taught how to argue with that stupid thing you're using. It doesn't work. You know, It's it, overcomplicated.
0: Over it, it of.
1: It's comes, part of the dumbing down of the technicians across the country.
0: Yeah, it, it comes back to we're not going to teach you how to learn. We're going to teach you to memorize some things and then just listen to the computer. The software it will well no let's teach them how alignment really works it should take us about a day it's really not that complicated and then you would understand and you would know when that machine was wrong
1: they're not taught to argue with the system or question anything it's memorize this do as you're told don't yeah. question it right and don't think we I, don't... I watched that with my i watched that No, I watched it with my older two kids in the public school system. Yes. You want to know where my youngest child, my youngest, who you met when he was in a cradle? Yes, I did. You want to know where he doesn't go?
0: To public school?
1: He doesn't go to public school. No, we homeschooling. Excellent. You want to know what happened to his his learning ability and the person that he is and the questions that he asked since we started that? is exactly what we want people to do that they're not doing because of our public school system.
0: Yeah, I actually, I I should probably correct what I said. I said we don't teach kids how to learn, and we don't, but more important, we don't teach them how to think. That's what we really have stopped. We don't teach people how to think. You know, I, I, you know what I do, people call me, they ask me questions, I give them answers, right? That's kind of my life. People ask me questions and I give them answers. But my goal is always, and I say this to a lot of people, I don't want to keep giving you answers. I will, and I'll I'll help, but I I also want you to start thinking. Learn this stuff. You know, if you're asking me the question, it's probably pretty important to one of three things, your business, your money, or your health, because those are the things I cover. Mm -hmm. And those three yep. things are important enough. You should start learning about them. Don't, don't. I don't want people to depend on me to have the answers all the time. At some point, I want people to start learning. Learn enough that you put me out of business. Let, let, I'll throw that challenge out there. You think that'll ever happen? I'm pretty sure I have I, job security. I can throw but, this.
1: I can throw this back to multiple conversations that I've had with owner operators at your CMC conferences that you used to do occasionally you'll get a guy or a gal that comes out towards the end and you can tell that they're irritated or agitated it's like what's going on is it you know is it not what you expected well that, get down to the root of the conversation they're mad at you because you didn't give them every single answer instead you're in there giving them a bunch of tool you're giving them a whole bunch of tools that they can use to improve themselves and learn and they showed up wanting you to hand them a million dollar business plan all rode out and ready for him to just go execute it. And in reality, what that whole event was about that I could see, but I spent most of my time in the parking lot, but I listened a lot. It's all about the tools that you need to learn and ask questions and, you know, get curious and think and, and network, you know, work together, help one another learn. It was designed perfectly from what I could see. And the large majority of people that went there got a lot out of it in that way, but there was always somebody that was negative about it. why didn't you give me the answers to everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, did they give you the answers to all your math quizzes when you were in school? No. You had, you're supposed they, to figure it out yourself.
0: Right. They taught you how to do math.
1: But they don't they don't even do that in school anymore. They hand you a damn calculator and say, it, there you know, right. We don't even do that.
0: Right. All right. So, so now Tell us about um, Alignment Solutions and T and E and everything going on in Kansas City.
1: Well, Alignment Solutions and T and E met one another through you. One of, you know, we were both service providers at your CMCs back when we were doing it in Kansas City. And the service provider that I was using at the time was unreliable, overpriced, no customer service. It was terrible. I remember
0: even well, I got way back then. Them. I remember you complaining about that.
1: Oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. And I'm like, I've got to do something. I cannot keep exposing my customers to this. It's tragic. You know, because it's a reflection of me. Even though I don't own their business, I recommended them. I said, hey, you know, I've got a shop right here that can do the repair work. Thankfully, I met Chris, the owner of T&E at one of your conferences um, many years ago. Well, while I was still working out of this other repair shop, two years before we moved into the same building. I was flooding his shop with repair work because it didn't take me long to figure out that the turnaround time was outstanding. The quality of the work, outstanding. The price, very reasonable. The communication, outstanding. So we kept on doing events together. We kept on building our relationship. And when we finished our first event, the, the first event in Iowa, where we all got railroaded, the biggest one you ever had. <laughs> when we came home from that, we instantly sat down and said, we have got to get ourselves underneath the same roof and make this a one-stop shop. We God. got to stop moving trucks across town.
0: I was so happy to hear that. Um,
1: oh, you and you and I both. And it, it's been great since day one. We've both grown together. We, we share a lot of the same views on how customer service is supposed to go. We pride ourselves on minimum amount of lost revenue for the truck. If we have to stay a little bit late to make sure that we're not finishing your truck the next day, that's what you're going to get.
0: Hey, hey, Chad.
1: And people are constantly <coughs> like, well, are you? Yeah. I,
0: I I've worked with a lot of shops over the years, all kinds of shops, alignment shops, tire shops, you know, yep. repair shops. I, 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 I can't count ever hearing somebody say our focus is minimizing your downtime. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else in the shop say that. We take pride in it. That's a, that's a big deal. We, that is, it is a big
1: deal. And the customers appreciate it. They, they're constantly like, what, aren't you supposed to be going home for dinner? What am I <laughs> going to do when I go home? Sit on the couch. I'm, I'm here to make sure there, there's, it's, I'm, I might be staying an extra hour, two hours half hour, even Chris's guy's say, um, when we can see that there's no reason for us to cost you another day of lost revenue, we're getting the job done. Instead of oh, uh oh, hey, <laughs> five o'clock. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, pal. Yeah. yeah. See you in the morning. Yeah. And uh, we also we also pride ourselves on when you call us, you know, we get feedback all the time. Well I I've tried to get into these other places and it's a two week wait, a thirty day wait for simple stuff. Could be a wheel seal, you know, an alignment, and we're like, why? What that doesn't make sense. Um, I get people call me and ask all the time, you know, what? Boy, I bet you're busy. I bet you need a. I bet you need a lot of notice. I'm like, mm, no, I, I need one to three days notice. I don't schedule way out because life happens. Trucking
2: happens.
0: especially you know, truck
1: breakdown, freight gets canceled. What's that? Especially uh, in trucking.
0: Yeah, you're that's not just, working in a local not, market. It, it, you're working, and if you scheduled somebody just four days ago, they may be two thousand miles away, and they may never make it there Absolutely. because life happens and trucking happens, right?
1: Yes, and you you don't know if you're going to get the courtesy call from whoever's ever operating that truck and say, "Hey, this happened. We're not going to make it." For the most part, we do get that call, but twice this week and one day, I've had people call and say, "Hey, can you get me in today?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, yes." You know, the first couple of trucks went really smooth. I can get you in this afternoon, no problem. Two for two, no call, no show. <laughs> they were in town already. Yeah, so we don't we don't run a big backlog. You know, on the repair side, they have to a little bit because we do. They do do some some local work, and then we we have a, a large number of people that are coming in from other states. Um, we don't serve Kansas City. We serve forty eight states. Yeah, our customer base comes from all over the country. Um, you know they're they're coming to us for a reason. They've they've heard good things because of the service they receive and the turnaround time. So we that's the that's two huge things. Is we we don't want you sitting around here forever, and we don't want you to get told that well we can't get to you for an extended period of time. In our operation, there's absolutely no reason for it.
0: Excellent, great stuff. So T and E really a full service shop, yeah. right?
1: They are a full-service truck repair and tire shop. They understand that they do not belong inside of an engine, inside of a gearbox. They do clutch jobs, absolutely specialize in wheel-end, steering, suspension. Your day-to-day truck repair needs, whether it's, you know, it's a radiator or a water pump, you will not get an overhaul, you won't get an overhead, um... But you can get a smoke test. You can get a Pittsburgh power tune. You can purchase your catalyst while you're here. Uh, you know, you can come see me and get a get an assessment on what your tire wear is doing and find out what's wrong with your sus- suspension. They have the parts in stock. We're not waiting on parts. Every common suspension that's out on the road, we have multiple sets, of tie rod ends, king pins, the bushings, the torque rods. We're not, that's another reason why we can turn you around so quick. The parts, Chris makes sure that the parts are on the shelf. Um, What they've done to tool the shop, to be more efficient, to get you going faster, they've invested in multiple Tiger tool presses. Uh, We used to have to sit around and wait for the axle surgeon to show up and ream a steer axle and leave it because the kingpin egg-shaped the hole. They made the investment in the mag drill to bore and sleeve axles in-house. We're not waiting on the axle surgeon. We even went as far as to try to get into being able to do axle stubs ourselves until we found out that we had to be a franchise. And we're like, no, okay, that's one thing we can't get into. So they're an amazing shop.
0: Yeah, they, they really they're, are. They're
1: tooled and equipped. And so they've been in the same location here in Kansas City for over 20 years. I want to say it's 23, 24 years at this location you've been here. Yes. Um, the parking can be a nightmare. Um, we have other tenants that lease other pieces of the property. So it creates a lot of congestion. And the old man that owned the property turned the property over to the son in law. Well, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well. And Chris said, no, we're not doing that. So starting clear back in the fall, Chris started looking for property for our new home. Really? And him and Tom made the commitment. Yes, they purchased 29 acres about eight miles north of where we're at now. Um, the new shop is up. The electrical is being plumbed. The air is being plumbed as we speak, and the concrete pad's poured out front. And the asphalt's going down this week, and the rocks being laid in the trailer lot. That's it's exciting. It's twenty-nine acres of nothing, but it is exciting. It's there's no other tenants. It's T&E Services and Alignment Solutions in our own home, and this first shop. It's just the beginning. You know, we had to add on to an existing little shop that was there because of the way it was zoned. It's still a, it's as big as the shop that you've seen us work out of on the repair side as far as six bays wide and 60 feet deep, nice. um, but taller. Uh, taller indoors, more modern. Um, that's the first shop. Um, and then as we get up there, Chris has been told that he's going to be able to rezone it, and he's putting up a bigger shop. Um with drive-through bays, um, so we we should be able to have. They should be able to actually get into doing more trailer service and, and more room. There's just there's more that we're going to be able to offer.
0: Excellent, excellent. So hey, I, it's a. This may or may not work, but it with that much space and where you are in Kansas City, um, I had a guest on the other day and. You know, we we've heard about the parking problem in trucking, and people scream the government's got to do something. And I'm screaming, we don't want the government doing anything; they screw everything up. We should figure out how to solve the parking issue ourselves. So we've been looking, and you know, uh-huh. I, I found a guy who started a a, a a platform kind of on you know, there's an app and everything, but it's 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 truck parking, and it's it's like truckparkingclub.com. I'll forget forget exactly which one it is, but what this company does call that yeah they go out and contract with properties that could handle some truck parking and it could be daily weekly, right. monthly uh, it's just it's a really good idea. there's a lot of empty space sitting around every night that could be used for truck parking if we could get it organized and that's kind of what this company's doing so I don't know if you'll have any kind of space or if you want to deal with that kind of hassle on this property or not but something to think about.
1: Already part of the plan. Excellent,
0: excellent. They
1: have they have rented truck parking here at the facility that they're at that they're at, which I, has made it more congested. I, well, I, now that we have all that room, that's definitely on Chris's agenda. Is you know he's identified there's people that he, that are here that he's like there's no way I want them at the new property. They're dumping oil in the parking yeah, lot right. and making a mess and things you can't you can't have that right. Um, right. You know and they they don't necessarily patronize the shop and it's like, no, it's not a, that's not a good look. Um, so as far as, as, you know, being able to rent out parking or Chris entertaining joining with that guy, absolutely. That's definitely an option. Do we have the room? Yeah. It's not going to affect our operation at all.
0: I think that would be awesome. And, and I, I parked one of my trucks at Chris's place for almost a year.
1: Yeah, I came to the airport and picked you up. Come get
0: it. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you did. That was quite the I remember trick. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: That was back when you were still yanking an R V around behind a tractor.
0: Yeah, I was. I almost wish I was doing that again. I do miss that. I mean the coach is nice, it really is. It's uh it's definitely an upgrade right. as far as travelling and all that. But I miss having the truck and trailer.
1: Yeah, there's just something about a truck and trailer going down the road versus driving a big old floaty coach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not as fun.
1: It, no, it doesn't have it's, the same mystique about it.
0: No, it's not. Although
1: you my just, you get in, you push the button, and you mash the gas and go.
0: Yeah, although my my coach did feel better after you got done aligning it. Shush. still working. We don't
1: align coaches in Kansas City. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't align coaches in Kansas City.
0: No, are you sure? <laughs>
1: I I got I'm, I'm positive. I don't know a guy that knows. I, I, that was, that was a, uh, that was a unique circumstance. Got it. I do get that phone call. I get that phone call a lot about do you do, you do motor coaches? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Our, it's important in any business to identify who your customer base Absolutely. is, right? Yep. Yep. No like, doubt. Especially owner operator. If I'm fighting, you, you know, you saw, I made Lisa seasick because you were doing a show while I was mean, coaching. How many times I had to roll that thing back and forth and it?
0: <laughs> while I'm She's sitting like, oh there doing yeah. the show, right? I know, I know. Right.
1: right, and it was a it was a lengthy process.
0: Yeah, it was. So
1: if I have guys with, you know, they have customers that expect them to to be there on time. They have a babysitter on the dash now. You have the electronic logs, and they're they're. Their time frame is strict that the leeway is just not there. If I'm fighting, working on a coach rather than taking care of the commercial trucking industry, how well do you think they're going to perceive that?
0: Yeah. Well, and honestly, they're, they're, had, they're not. had you ever seen the particular suspension I had, if you hadn't worked on a country coach, you hadn't because they build their own chassis.
1: Yep. It's unique. And it, that's yeah. the other side to it. There's, there's a lot of uniformity in semi trucks as far as our Similarities in how the suspensions work, and there's only a handful. Right, that's it. That's that all you're sim- going to see. Yeah. And some of them you're not going to see very often at all. There, there's you just have to look at them, and this reaction gets that reaction, and it's very similar. To the Freightliner and the Pacar, the in the and the International, the Navistar, it's they all do the same thing, a little bit different. Right. You crawl under a coach, and you have to dissect every little thing they tried to do differently, and hope that it's not on independent suspension airbags. It, right. Well, that doesn't belong on my equipment in the first place.
0: Right. and That's mine not is what we're on,
1: designed to do. We're designed to work on the solid.
0: Mine is on independent suspension with airbags, and the airbags is actually the leveling system. And it, it was bad enough that, uh-huh. you know, Bruce kept telling me about this Safety Plus thing, that this, this steering assist called Safety Plus. And he's like, Kevin, you got to get this thing on your coach. Everybody with a truck loves them. And I'm like, all right, Bruce. Especially when we're on a coach. Yeah, I'm like, Bruce, when we're there, we'll put it on. So I got there last year and Bruce and I crawl under the coach and we're looking around and we're like, it doesn't work on this. There was no way to put it on my coach. Nope.
1: No, that's designed for a solid axle with a tie rod tube assembly that goes all the way across.
0: Which I don't have.
1: here it <laughs> individual No, you do not. And fortunately I'm good friends with a guy named Michael Beckett that helped talk me through that. Cause I didn't just figure that out on my own. I had some pretty good ideas, but that's, that's the great thing about the MD Alignment Group up there in Iowa is you have a question, call yes, and they have an answer.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. For you know, years they've, that they've that's, seen it,
0: they're they're kind of your tech support, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how. That's one of the ways I got really good at what I do is I have burnt up michael beckett's cell phone <laughs> for 29 years I'm sure. For 29 years <laughs> yes. i don't talk to him i don't talk to him as often as i used to obviously we still talk i may see things that are new and happening in the market he may see things that are new and happening in the market we always talk about it whether it hey. be through email sometimes we we put an email out showing what's going on and then we have a conversation on the phone we're constantly growing and learning together, and that's why we don't get stuck in that trend of one year over the last 29 years. Yeah, we never
0: stop learning and growing. And one of the things that comes out of that, and I've seen you do it, and I've seen you and Mike do it together, and, and identifying new problems. Something changed. It might yep. be a tire. A tire changed. Um, or, you know, a new suspension set up, or um remember the nightmares with the first front air ride Mm -hmm. or the um what was the what was the original front end cascadia they had something odd what the hell was it it went away they
1: had a they did a rack It did go away and we've got trucks that have been record it's
0: the rack and Rack and pinion that's right that's that that was a nightmare
1: They tried to put a Corvette steering system in a line (laughs) haul truck. You want to talk about a truck that would beat the hell out of a rack and pinion and just annihilate the inner tie rod end? Yep, It couldn't withstand what they were trying to put it through. And then, all of a sudden, you know, these trucks haven't been on the road that many years as far as trucks are concerned. You can't find a steering rack replacement. Right. They turned way too sharp and would roll the edges of the steer tires off as well. Trying to get tire life out of that front end was a nightmare. It, I think that it, it was in production for one year and they went, Oh my gosh, what have we done? It was like, Oh nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now it was the rack and pinion, the, the air ride was fortunately the the air ride axles were designed for Volvo and Freightliner by Hendrickson. They knew better than to do it themselves. And, most of your suspensions are actually the Hendrickson has their name on it somewhere in the design. Right.
0: Right. Hey, uh, speaking of Mr. Beckett, we, uh, we actually have to make room for him. He's up next.
1: He is up next. He is. up so, next. Well, I, I appreciate you allow me to come on the air. And, you know, one of the, one of the messages so, that, that we wanted to get out is that T and E and myself, we, we are moving to a new location. Um, the address is posted all over Facebook. It's on your Facebook page and we're going to continue to give updates. And we're, we're looking at a hard move in date of I'll uh, being operational on August 1st. So it's coming oh, up. Excellent.
0: That is quick. Wow. It's
1: coming up. Yeah. Well, we've been working on this for a long, long time and tried not to, hey. assume, you I- know, we're, we're letting people know as they come in the door, but we're, we're, we've so- been getting phone calls for the last three months. Are you in the new location or the old location? So we, so we are moving.
0: You need to reach out to Lisa and start arranging okay. something because sometime in October, we're going to be coming through there. You we are. Sh- we should do something. We should be A day, an event, something. You know, I know our, our schedule is going to be a little tight on the way there. We're probably going to actually take some time off after the event, go do some traveling. But on the way there, okay. we're probably going to be under a fairly tight schedule. But let's start looking at doing something. We're going to be heading to Nashville for the Nastic Conference, so uh, we'll be coming right you, through there.
1: You read my mind because that's something I thought about last night. I was like, "Hey, how could we do kind of a maybe a grand opening thing?" Or, "Hey, maybe Kevin's going to be on the road and he can actually you know stop by or yeah, we'll it, do it the, would be fantastic do and the I show agree from there." What you're talking about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll stop by. We'll do that, a show from there out in the parking be, lot. Yeah,
1: you bet. You bet. It's, that uh, is it's actually something that was on my mind and I was like, well, it's a stretch and here you are bringing it up. So,
0: excellent. That would be yeah, we, that
1: would be great. We would look forward to that. I will I'll reach out to Lisa.
0: Perfect. All right, Chad, let let uh, real quick let everybody know if uh, if this is the first time they've heard about you and E how they get a hold of you guys.
1: Uh, you can get a hold of myself on it's Alignment Solutions 913-709-6199. You can call or text, we'll respond to either one. You can find Alignment Solutions on Facebook as well as T&E. The phone number to the office for T&E services is 816-920-7410. We are two separate companies in the same facility that work really great together. So we can both steer you in the right direction as long as you know what you want.
0: All right. So let's light up their phones today. We should do that. Really, if you... I can't think of a better place to build a relationship with the shop than Kansas city. I mean, it couldn't be bright smack in the middle of all the freight lanes, much more than that. So it's a great location, two great shops that you'll actually feel like it's one. I mean, that's how close you guys work together to me. I kind of think of you as the same shop. I know that you're separate businesses, but you are so tightly integrated that it feels like you're dealing with one. So you, you get a twofer here. You
1: build my phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He and E fields my phone calls on a regular basis. And they're like, no, uh, here, here's his phone number. or Hey, we'll go grab him. But yeah, we figure it out. Yes, it, it, exactly. We, we operate so much that it is hard to identify the difference in the fact that, oh, you guys are two separate businesses. Happens every day. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. So, we make it work.
0: Yep. So call him up get in there. If you go to them once, you'll be a customer for life. I promise it always, it always works that way. That's our goal. Yep. We love that.
1: That that's our goal every day.
0: All right, Chad, let's get you back more often. We shouldn't wait a year to talk to each other.
1: Hey, we shouldn't. I, I I'll, uh, I'll make it a habit to, to call in on the, you're free for all days or whatever day. We are. Yeah. And talk and, about, talk about what's going on. Cause I, I sure miss doing it. And I, I enjoy talking to you and, and you know, talking about what's going on in the trucking industry and the things that we can do to make it better.
0: Awesome. Love it. Chad, have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Take care. All right. I am going to, I know Michael's hanging up. Michael and Kevin should be hanging out. I'm going to take one call because he's been very patient. John in Ohio. Welcome.
2: Hey, Kevin. I was calling about your, uh, that whatever program you have to track my numbers and figure it out. What is that? How do I do that?
0: That is our software called Profit Gauges. So if you go to letstruck.com and uh, let me look, you'll see it up at the top, but I'll go there so I can tell you exactly what you're looking for. Up at the top, you will see a menu and hover over trucking, and then you'll see Profit Gauges. And then just click on that. You can read about it. And you can also start a free 30-day trial. You don't have to put in a credit card or anything. You just go ahead and start using the software. We give you 30 days. Play around with it. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call us or shoot us an email. We can answer things. Pretty simple program. Um, it's not There's not a huge learning curve on this. We don't change it and upgrade it all the time. Uh, I know a lot of software companies do that. We try not to. It's a fairly simple program. It works really well. We have a major upgrade coming up. I can't even give you a date, but um, for the most part, software has been about the same for a lot of years, nice and simple. So sign up for the trial. Here's one of the things I recommend. We are in July right now, which means you have all of your data from January to June of this year. So you could put all of that data in in one day. I've seen it done. It it, it takes about two days to do a whole year if you start from scratch. So you've you've got six months. Perfect because you can do all that data entry. It's not going to cost you a penny. You get to see exactly how the program works. At the end, you'll have your reports for those six months And one of the things we use that data for is we take the six months, we double it and say, if the rest of the year is about the same, here's what you can expect for taxes and profit and all of that. So this is really good timing. So I would just go ahead and sign up for the trial.
2: Like like what data?
0: Uh, All of your income, your revenue, the money that came in, we track that. And then all of the money that goes out, Everything you have to spend money on for the business, your equipment payments, your fuel, your maintenance, your tolls, your scale fees, everything that that all goes in. That's what generates. So do I put like
2: my house payments no. and stuff in there, too, no. or no.
0: No, this is business only. We do not want to mix up our accounting. Now, I have a great recommendation for you to do all of your personal accounting. I would use a, a program and we have nothing to do with it. We don't. I have no partnership with them. It's just a program I've been using for years, decades, uh, and I recommend it. It's um, mint.com. It's free. It's always been free. It's an amazing program for a free program. It will organize all of your personal finances. But profit gauges, you're only going to put in business information, revenue from the business, expenses for the business, nothing else.
2: And then when I hear guys call in you talk about like how much they make per mile and what their maintenance is per mile, is that what's going to tell me all these numbers?
0: Yep, exactly.
2: Okay. And uh, so like now I just, all my money goes into one account and anything I need, I just buy out of that account. I never tracked any numbers, but so, I never had a problem.
0: So here's what you're going to money. do. With
2: money. So I didn't know why I feel like, what am I going to benefit from this?
0: Well, wait a minute. There there I know a lot of people who don't necessarily have a problem with money. Let me ask you a question. W- would you like to earn more out of this business, more money that you get to spend personally without doing really any more work or not much more work?
2: Uh, so like I I from listening to you, I understand like I could make a lot more money if I, you know, all the things you talk about as far as fuel mileage slowing down, buying a different truck? But I'm okay making what I make with what I have. Like then I choose then, to do then, that.
0: Then don't bother with profit gauges.
2: Okay, that's what I was getting at. Yeah,
0: if that's you're you if know. you're happy, with here with here all times, time. you, you really don't care if you're more efficient or make more money. Then then yeah, don't bother with it. Save your receipts at the end of the okay. year, fill out your tax return, and be done. Okay.
2: Yep, I understand, and that, that's what I wanted to know.
0: Yep. If, if it's Thank not you. important to you if, you, if you're happy with your business the way it is, and, and um, I, I totally support that. I don't understand it. I really don't, but I, I totally support it. I don't understand it because for, I, it, it's just never been that way for me. If I'm going to put in as much hard work as I do, I want to make sure I get as much profit back out as I can. Um, more profit allows me to do what I do better. And I live better. I mean, seriously, we, we would all like to be a little more financially secure, but when I find somebody and they say, no, look, I'm happy with this. Uh, The bills get paid. I've got plenty of money at home. Uh, If that's the case, then there is no point in doing accounting. The accounting is to tell us how to do our job better. That's really the purpose of it. So if that's not of interest to somebody, if you're like, no, I really don't want to have to work to get better fuel economy, and I I don't want to go buy this product to lower my maintenance cost. I don't. Then there's really no point in doing the accounting. Just save it for the end of the year and do your tax return. All right, we're gonna wrap this up so I can get uh, uh, get Mike and Kevin Beckett in here. So I'll uh, and I'm heading over to do a Twitter space in about an hour or so. So rolling toe for an hour and then we'll come back on a Twitter space. just a free-for-all. It's a trucking free for all today. Uh, we'll see you then. Stick around in less than five minutes. Rolling Toe will be up and running. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.